the world's economies run on their supply chains. Understanding them is the key to keeping global products moving. Welcome to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane, a series of business podcasts co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. In this series of episodes, we explore the importance of finding and retaining labor in our supply chains. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is brought to you by Vonderlande, a provider of warehouse automation solutions for today's most dynamic e-commerce, retail, and omni-channel customers. This series is also brought to you by Scope Recruiting, former supply chain and procurement professionals who find top talent for their clients, ranging from startups to Fortune 500. Here now is your moderator, Supply Chain Quarterly's managing editor, Diane Rand. Welcome, thanks for joining us. Our guest today is Melanie Noose, Senior Vice President of Innovation and Partnerships at Industry Standards Organization, GS1 US. Melanie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So your organization is dedicated to creating uniform supply chain standards that will help companies store and transfer data efficiently. What labor issues are you or the retailers and transportation logistics companies you work with encountering? Thank you for phrasing the question that way, because as a standards organization, generally the issues aren't specific to GS1 US, but certainly to our industry members. And so most of my responses today are, are going to be based off of what our members are seeing. And I think we all know that there are labor shortages. One of the most obvious that you would see as a consumer is when, right, when you walk into an environment where labor seems to be sparse. But ironically, we're seeing challenges filling openings all the way through the supply chain. And so that's really why we've been trying to look at how automation um, might be a way to bridge that gap. And I, I'm certainly not an economist. I wish I was and that I had a crystal ball to figure out when we might emerge from this. So how do labor issues affect the way your organization creates and implements supply chain standards? Does labor come into thought when you're putting together your standards? I would have to say that it wasn't necessarily in the consciousness um, or the forefront in the past, but the last year and a half, it's been uh, an acute pain that we know our members have felt. So I think that um, in the past, we would have always said standards are about automation because you want to be able to do things in the supply chain at scale, get more product to more people at the right time and the right price, all that good stuff that dates back um, far too many years, I think, I've been doing this. Um, but I think now more than ever, as we highlight, you need to identify your entities, your locations, your things, the things in your supply chain, whether they're the consumer units, the medical devices, um, pharmaceuticals for dispensing, or the logistics units that are going to move through a supply chain. They all need to be identified. And then you need to capture those identifiers in machine readable ways that link to data stores. And those might be central data stores or distributed data stores. And then you've got to share that data. And so I think along that continuum of identify, capture, and share, that's how we've been articulating the orientation of GS1 standards for certainly the decade that I've been here. But more than ever, now you can intersperse the notion of the criticality of that automation, certainly to help overcome where we may not have the human labor component as engaged as we may have in the past. You mentioned automation. So how can advances in technology, maybe specifically robotic process automation, help offset the labor shortage or impact the labor shortage? 
two things come to mind. One is just because I, I guess I'm as guilty as playing old tapes as anyone else. When you look back to what cross-docking was doing in the 1990s, and that was all about being able to bring product into one side of a distribution center and push it out the other side with as few human touches as possible, that was heavily reliant on barcode scanning, right? So barcode scanning maybe was a foreshadowing of what we're doing today with things like RFID and robotic process automation. Um, but I think it, you know, I'll just call it RPA for short because I love acronyms, but the notion of automating tasks and approving efficiencies by leveraging the capabilities of machine learning and artificial intelligence, that's really about informing business decisions. So if I can do that through software, then I don't have to do that through humans. Now, I would also say it doesn't render humans obsolete. This is the idea that let's, let's automate those tasks which are heavily manual or labor intensive and pair that up with human intelligence so that we can ensure we achieve successful outcomes. Uh, you know, here's, here's a perfect example. Employees that would normally spend hours scouring aisles of a store, trying to look for out of stock situations, um, you know, maybe they bring a cart of potential products out from the back stock and they wander around seeing what they can fill. Uh, now you can use robotic process automation and computer vision, whether that's fixed cameras in a store, it can even be um, we've heard, seen examples of floor scrubbers that are being deployed with, with computer vision to do this. That RPA software can ingest the data, digest it, and then disseminate it to the appropriate staff member. So then you've got an efficiency in what you're pulling, what you're restocking. You can also incorporate real robots, so partner robotic process automation with actual hardware robots to do some of that picking, some of the delivery, um, but the, I think the time and the financial benefits of that are palpable and we can look at this throughout the entire supply chain and think of the things where data and the, I think that's the critical piece. You have to have enough data to drive the decision for a robotic process automation system, um, but ma that maximizes your workforce and frees up the labor that you do have to kind of right from those time consuming and manual tasks. So what other innovations should supply chain professionals know about? to help overcome the labor shortage? Well, I can think of two things and maybe they're a little bit basic, but um, for any sort of automation to support our urgent use cases, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't say this, I work at GS1 US for a reason, um, and that's that you've got to have this common language. I mentioned before, you need to have the data, but the data has to be deployed in a way that can scale. And so I think you know global data standards become the underpinning for that. They become the underpinning for getting unique identification correct, like the global trade item number. Many of us know that through a UPC barcode that's on most consumer products today. But think about the ability to consistently recognize a product and recognize it uniquely. And so I, I guess that also piggybacks on the idea that computer vision systems are a really great pair to some of the other types of, you know, whether it's robotic process automation through software, whether it's actual robots or automation hardware you're deploying in a supply chain or store environment, drones. I mean, we're seeing drones now that are mounted with barcode scanners, RFID readers, and computer vision to actually accommodate the different modalities you might see in a warehouse and do very quick cycle counts on inventory. So I think what we're seeing for sure is technology convergence, and we're seeing technology deployment in very rapid ways uh, another one that comes to mind quickly is IoT sensors. 
and how um, it isn't just a one-size-fits-all anymore. There are definite use cases where one-dimensional or 2D barcodes like QR codes can really drive a point of sale experience, a consumer engagement experience, but then sensors that can be read without line of sight like RFID um, or other types of beacon Bluetooth technologies, which can drive a lot of scale for moving things through a supply chain quickly, need to be paired together. So I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons is there is no one size fits all technology but for, for each unique product category or, or retail sector or even in healthcare environments, you're going to have to assess. I would never look at them as, as um, tunnel vision use cases. We, I like to talk about piggyback use cases, right? If you're doing something at the point of sale to drive customer loyalty, also think about how you can drive inventory efficiency. That's a great play for two-dimensional barcodes. If you're trying to um, increase on-shelf availability, it's a great way to look at not only 2D barcodes, but also uh, machine vision and how you're gonna deploy cameras and other things in your environment. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for your time today. Such excellent information. And I'm sure as you follow your members and see what they're doing and putting into action, I'm sure the next even five years, a lot is going to change. So it's kind of exciting to see, even though I know they are facing their own challenges and it's not fun when you're in the weeds. So, but thank you for talking to us today. We really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you for the opportunity to join. Today, we've been talking with Melanie New, Senior Vice President of Innovation and Partnerships at Industry Standards Organization, GS1US, and this has been Supply Chain in the Fast Lane. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is a co-production of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. This episode has been brought to you by Scope Recruiting, former supply chain and procurement professionals who find top talent for their clients, ranging from startups to Fortune 500. This episode is also brought to you by Vondelanda, whose fully integrated portfolio solves the complex needs of the world's leading companies by seamlessly integrating innovative systems, configurable software, and full lifecycle services. Please subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane wherever you get your podcasts.